You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, everyone, to College Success Habits. I am Jesse Mogul, and thank you so much for joining me once again here for episode 11, where we're going to be discussing my newest book, Now, it's coming out later on this fall, but for now, I'm going to be going through the chapters and discussing how this is going to be able to impact your lives, like your college careers, your life in general. Wherever you're at, no matter what your age is, it's going to be able to assist you. Now, I can't even begin to tell you how thoroughly excited I am to be discussing this book. It has been in my head for well over a year. I've been writing it all week. And I know you're going to think that sounds crazy that I wrote a book in a week, but when it's been in your head this long and through transcription and then through actually going in and chopping and pasting and writing, it got done. 24 hours, 21,000 words. It's gone and been sent to the editor for revisions and it'll come back and I'm sure I'll be doing that for another two months, but I am pumped to discuss it today. So some uh, some work here on your part. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, reviewed, you know the rigmarole. Please jump on whatever app you're listening to this on and give me some stars. Throw a review. Please, please, please. This is how the system works. I'm not the one who set up the rules. The man did. The man. The man being iTunes and everyone else just copied it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you guys to help me out simply so that I can rank higher. Thus, people will find me when they go out looking for content like mine, college success, habits, things of that nature, more people can find me and I can be part of their success through their college careers and on into the magnificent lives that they will create for themselves by going to college, which is what you are doing now. And so pass this on to your friends. Um, Aside from crushing student debt, which I'm still dealing with, I've no doubt that college is amazing. So on that note, how are you all doing out there? Uh, We're now in the dog days of summer, or depending on when you're listening to this episode, maybe we're in the dog days of winter. Uh, No doubt you're enjoying your summer break from school. Maybe you're doing what I used to do, which was to take a couple classes in the summer just so I could stay in the school mindset. Uh, Whatever you're doing, thank you for joining me here on the show. We're going into my second 10 shows. And since I've been writing this book called College Success Habits, uh, that again will come out later on in the fall, I decided what better bet what better way <laughs> stumble on my words, this is how excited I get about this stuff. What better way for us to move into my second ten, but to break down the book, discuss it, so that I'm not just holding on to this information until the book comes out. Uh, because these are seven principles, the ones that I'm gonna discuss today with you all, that are very intricately woven into the fabric that makes up my entire life. Everything I do is run through these seven principles to make sure that I am stepping into my activities, my tasks, projects within my career, self-growth, relationships. My entire life is in absolute congruency with what I truly hold dear because I want to always be the person that I'm striving to be. There, There is a vision for my life. See, I said it some time ago, and I'm always striving for it. Maintaining this vision that I set for myself monitoring my actions to make sure what I'm wanting to accomplish gets accomplished. 
And this is what college is for you guys. See, that's something in college you're going to want to be acutely aware of. As you move forward, what is your vision for your entire college career? What is it within the major you've chosen, with the career you'll attain whenever you leave? For me, it was 12 years. I know you're thinking, why am I listening to a guy talking about college success habits if he was in school for 12 years and he's not a doctor? Well, we'll get to that later. (laughs) See, we live in a completely different world than our parents did, where they went off and got a corporate gig for about 30 years, retired with the gold watch. They were able to live by the lake, sipping wine, enjoying life. That's what my parents are doing. Now, maybe your vision isn't a lake or wine, but it'll be your own. But 30 years, the same company seems less and less likely. If for no other reason, companies just don't seem to be keeping employees around that much. And there's so many opportunities for the employee, so many opportunities out there. Outside of where you started or where you will start, or once college is in your rearview mirror, you just don't know. 30 years of the same company sounds preposterous now. There's just so much going on in our world now that isn't anything like we could have envisioned back at the turn of the millennium. That was only 19 years ago when many of y'all were just being born. All right, so what exactly are these principles I live my life by? I know you're chomping at the bit. You got to know. Now, I didn't necessarily follow all of these back when I was in college, but looking back when I did follow these, I was very successful. And when I did not follow these, I had a lot of hard times and lack of success. So let's dive into them because it's my goal to keep this short and sweet because we're going to delve much deeper into all seven of these down the road over the next couple months. So in other words, I don't want to get too long-winded about anything when there's so much more to come later. So here we go. You can check out the show notes, uh, whatever app you're listening to me on, just so you can see them. Maybe you can copy and paste them, however you want to do it. I'll give you the seven right now, and you can go back and get them if you like. Take notes. You're called. No grades on this, BT-dubs. No grades. Just this is all extracurricular activities. So seven principles are, number one, open-mindedness. Subtitle, growth versus fixed mindset. Number two, courageousness. Three, decisiveness. Four, action-oriented. Five, discipline. Six, flexibility. Seven, tenaciousness. Now, four of the seven have nests at the end of them. They, you could just as easily be open-minded and, and have courage and be decisive and things of that nature, but this is how I wrote them out. This is what we're doing. <laughs> so let's get to the very first one because it's time and we've only got so much time in this. So number one, open-mindedness. Open-mindedness comes in at the start or the top, if you will, because it is through this openness to the new and unknown that you will grow into the best version of yourself and you're able to truly implement the next six principles I'll cover today and over the next two months. Now, open-mindedness has two subsets. This is the subtitle I referenced earlier and they are growth mindset and fixed mindset. And that's something you're going to hear me say and talk about on a regular basis throughout this show. Ask yourself, like I do, am I being growth mindset oriented or fixed mindset oriented? A growth mindset is thinking and believing and acting like you can learn, grow, and achieve new skills, talents, hobbies, whatever, just by putting your mind to it. Just by saying to yourself and others, yeah, I definitely can do this or figure this out. 
Now, I originally got a taste of this whole philosophy and overall mindset theory back when I discovered Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, and I ravaged my way through it. I sincerely took so much of the inspiration I have around my growth mindset. This is stuff I use every day in all situations. I took this extremely seriously, y'all. I use this stuff every single day. All from the things Carol Dweck discusses in her mindset book. I highly recommend you go check it out. I'm a huge Audible person. That's how I listen to it. Either way, whether you read it, you listen to it. Through that book, she breaks it down into different areas of life. School, relationships, self-awareness, even how to raise kids with a growth mindset. It's super informational. Now, if you want the crib notes, the cheat sheet overall, I'm going to sum it up for you right here. There's growth mindset or fixed mindset. With a growth mindset, you really know you can learn new things whenever presented with them, right? I mean, that's the kind of mindset you want to have, that you can hear somebody else's opinion, even if it's different from your own, because you're going to learn something new. You're going to learn something new about them or about the subject they're talking about. This doesn't mean you got to change your opinion, your values, your beliefs, your morals. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about here. It's your ability to listen to somebody else's point and emphasize, empathize with them. See their side. Walk for a bit in their shoes. Growth mindset at a minimum. Now, you'll see hurdles as an opportunity for growth. I'll repeat that. You'll see hurdles as an opportunity for growth so that you can break through these barriers, these overcome these hurdles. And that's what life's about. Now, not everything about growth mindset isn't just about hearing somebody else's opinions, but I, I really emphasize that because so much is going on in our society today where there's this divisiveness and it's coming from a lack of a growth mindset. But a growth mindset in your own life is just knowing that you can learn anything new anytime you set your mind to it. Growth in every area of your life, to me, is the essence of life. You can just say, I'm going to move forward with everything I do in my life through the prism that I can learn, grow, change, anything. Anything and everything, if you want to do it, if you believe you can, and you know you will Hold on. I'm stumbling on my words here. And you will know you can... As you, you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> See, I'm getting thoroughly excited because when I talk about growth mindset, especially in my public speaking forums, it, people can tell. I, 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 catch my, I catch myself on my words like I'm doing right now. So if I believe I can make it through this part of the podcast, then I can. And you will know you can as you begin to just experience the benefits of seeing life through the growth mindset glasses, right? Like I I was able, my brain and my mouth finally got together on that because I knew they would because I've done it before. It's all about having the experience points in the bank, right? If you examine yourself, really, guys, look at yourselves. You're going to notice there are areas in your life where you are extremely growth-oriented, And then there's other areas where you're fixed-oriented. You're not just one or the other. It doesn't work like that. You might think, I'm not really good in the gym, so I'll never be muscular, so I'll never be magazine cover model ready. I just look the way that I look. Screw it. I might as well drink 17 Pepsis today. All right. Whereas in class, let's say sciences, you might be like, dude, I'm amazing. I shred this dissecting a frog thing. Pythagorean's theorem, no problem. 
put a calculus book in front of me and I will crush through it in three hours. I will know everything in there. You got a growth mindset in math, but in gym, you're fixed mindset. And you think you can't get better at it because you don't have the experience that proves to you that you can. But the key part of this principle, the key part of this principle is asking yourself, how have you ever poured your energy into the gym? Have you ever prioritized learning how to lift properly or eat nutritiously? Right? If you haven't prioritized it, then you haven't really even put effort into it. Then you won't really know if you're ever going to be good at it. You're going to meet people throughout college who are great in one area and they're not so great in other areas that you dominate. They could just be as they could be just as good as you in any particular subject if they studied it, if they prioritized it the way that you have. Now, if you're Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory, then maybe no amount of growth mindset will ever help someone beat you out for a Nobel Prize in math or whatever Leonard and him were always working and t- working on and working for and talking about. But thinking that you can't learn something or someone can't learn something because of yours or their personal history, race, creed, gender, whatever, whatever it is, that, whatever that thing is you can think humans use to categorize each other, that's a fixed mindset. And that has no way to go through life. It's a growth mindset. It's prioritization on learning. Whatever it is in front of you, that is what's going to propel you forward. Case in point, I once took apart my motorcycle engine, Honda 1997 Shadow. Awesome. Love that motorcycle. Took it from coast to coast and border to border one summer, 12,000 miles. Can't wait to tell you all that story in the future. But for now, I just, I took apart that motorcycle's engine, repaired gaskets from watching YouTube videos. I didn't know a damn thing about that engine. I had no idea what to do. No special tools. I watched the same videos for hours. It didn't matter. I was able to crush through it because I put in the effort. In the end, I fixed it. I saved myself $1,500 in the process just by being growth mindset and knowing, knowing that I could do that if I just tried. See, if you really believe that, no matter what, you can get better at something, that you can learn something new, you're living in a growth mindset world. If you say, I don't play the guitar, I've never played the guitar, I'm just never going to be good at the guitar, that's a fixed mindset. Pick up the guitar. Practice it for even 30 minutes a week. A year from now, you're going to be way better than you are at playing the guitar than you are today. Hell, you'll probably know how to play the happy birthday song at the very least. And we're going to go way deep into mindset because I see a lot of issues happening nowadays in the media, on social media, in our social issues and politics where it's so divisive, like I said earlier, that people just aren't getting along. They're not even listening to one another. People in general aren't even really listening to one another at all. They're merely listening to respond. I know you found yourself in conversations like that. And if you feel like you haven't, then you're probably the person listening to respond. Just because you listen to someone and you hear them out doesn't mean you have to agree with them. And if you think that's what it means, oh, goodness gracious, goodness gracious, right, please check out the open-minded podcast coming out next week. <laughs> Number two, courage. Are you being courageous? Are you really being courageous? You packed up all your stuff. You've moved to college. That is courage in and of itself, all right? But courage within the college realm is going to be your ability to take risks not settling for less, for realizing this is an amazing opportunity and you gotta seize it. You have got to seize the day, y'all. 
you have the opportunity to completely revamp, renew, rejuvenate. It's, this is a rebirth of sorts into an entirely new you. You were a caterpillar in high school. You're going through this chrysalis in college. And you're going to come out of this amazing experience as a beautiful butterfly. You have an opportunity to become this way more evolved version of yourself. If you have courage. If you are willing to take risks. You have to step into the fear and come out the other side. You will win college in life itself, for that matter, if you figure out a way to do this. Figure out why it is that you're not being courageous in certain areas of your life, if you find that you're not. And like I just explained with the open-mindedness example above, find areas where you are growth mindset-oriented if you capture yourself in a fixed and then move it over. So just do the same thing with courageousness. Figure out why you were courageous in one area, what you did to be courageous, how you pulled that courage off, and then move it over into these areas where you aren't courageous. I know there are many times in my life I look back, I know I didn't approach that woman that I really found appealing. I didn't take the opportunity that was offered to me in class. I didn't strive for the promotion. I didn't push myself to get the new job. I didn't move to the new city all because I became comfortable in this little cocoon that I had created for myself. No true growth happens inside your comfort zone. You have to step outside of your comfort zone to truly grow. And it's going to take courage every single time. Without a doubt, you're going to find plenty of opportunities in your life to step outside of who you are. Now, in order to become this better version of yourself tomorrow, you have to step outside of yourself will be worth it. For, for nothing else, just the experience points of putting yourself in that situation and learning from it. I cannot even begin to express enough to you how much experience points are worth in your life. It's like, it's, uh, okay, it's like those video games where you just go around stabbing away at the trolls and the crows that are, that are flying and coming at towards you and, and from all directions, right? And you get the points like you get enough of these points together and you get a sword upgrade or a shield upgrade or you get to go to the store and buy something better than what you currently have, right? Now, by doing these little piddly things you're so used to doing, there's experience points in doing that. But you get way more for fighting the big beast at the end of the level, whatever the the level overlord is. (laughs) It sounds like someone who hasn't played a video game in five years because... (laughs) I haven't. I mean, either way, you still get points just for being involved in the experience of being in the game. No matter what, you're getting experience points. So I say step out of your comfort zone and go up against the huge beast. Huge experiences that are worth a ton more life points are the ones that, in this metaphor, are the huge beast. It will definitely pay off in the end. In the end, you'll be, you'll be, you'll just be at the end of that assignment or that week or that month or that semester or whatever it might be. You never know when you're going to be able to cash those points in. So you want to be accumulating them consciously and courageously. Principle number three, decisiveness. All right. So you've been open-minded in your approach to, let's say, let's say you're given a couple different subjects for a term paper and you use growth mindset and you start looking for subjects you liked but didn't really know a ton about. Uh, For this example, we'll use environment because I love talking about the environment. 
Uh, you were courageous and you stepped into doing this term paper on, let's go with water because I'm obsessed with water. See, let's say that you, you do it on water and it's how to save water in Southern California. I live here. We have an issue with water. Everybody should be trying to save water. World War Four will be fought over water. World War Three will be fought because of egos. <laughs> so you had the courage to stepping in to this term paper saying, I'm going to write this on water. That's when you were decisive and you say, that's what my topic is. It's going to be on water, right? That's it. You're be decisive. Now, one of the things people think that decisiveness is just making a decision, but that's only part of it. This is, this is the big aha moment that I got whenever I really started thinking about decisiveness. I decided to do this paper on water. What more do I need to do? That's just the decision. Decisiveness comes from being confident and standing strong in that decision. If I just sit there after I've made the decision, and then I want to switch it from water for a moment. Let's go with a different analogy. Okay, let's go with you decide that you're going to go out and have pizza with your friends, but you really wanted hamburgers. But you gave in. You said, fine, pizza. But the whole time you're driving to the pizza place, all you're doing is complaining about wanting hamburgers. And then you get there and you get the pizza and you complain that it doesn't taste like a hamburger. Just the whole time is a hell of a ton of complaining. So you weren't decisive. You made a decision to go get the pizza, but then you just seesawed. You wavered on that decision the entire time and probably made people's lives around you miserable. That's not being decisive. Decisiveness is standing strong in that decision and being happy with the fact you made it. Make a decision and run with it for whatever period of time it takes to get the outcome you want. Be confident that you made the right decision because it is is the one you made. Now, we're going to discuss that a little bit more in action and discipline, but just be growth mindset oriented. Decisiveness is your ability to make a clear choice when presented with a plethora of options. And that is what college is, a plethora of options. It's a plethora of options. I think I forgot the aura at the end of the first time I said that. Okay, it's the practice of moving forward with your decision with confidence, getting the most from the experience that the decision affords you so you can gain these maximum experience points I'm talking about because you're fighting the big beast. All right, I'm going to be going back to this multiple times because I think it's super important and I, and I really believe it's overlooked. Experiences are invaluable and they come from being decisive. Maybe you don't get the outcome you wanted. That's going to happen a lot more times than you think. But don't be disappointed. The experience of going through whatever it is that you just went through, that taught you, if nothing else, that you wanted a different outcome. And now you'll approach it differently in the future. And approach is a perfect segue to principle number four, action. Are you action-oriented? You made the decision, you're standing confidently in it, and you said, this is what you're going to do. A term paper on water. Back to that analogy now. Uh, or is it metaphor? Not pr- not really sure, but we're definitely not talking about pizza anymore. <laughs> so this paper is going to be on water management, right? Yay, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to start a research paper All right, on water management. But then you get into it just to find out that it's not as easy as you thought. You find out one of your classmates has a ton of references for their paper. They chose their paper to be on food. You chose yours to be on water. 
and you're having a hard time figuring out what to write about. So you're like, well, you know, screw it. I should just switch to food. Look at all the resources he or she found. No, you're decisive. You made the decision, stand strong in it, and then get into action mode. Nothing is better than action mode because it's through actions that you'll realize what it is you're ultimately going to accomplish and the experiences you're going to gain from it. In the future, you could make a similar decision or completely change it, but it doesn't matter because you're in action mode. Action is the essence of life. We were brought into this world onto this planet by taking action. We're like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, mom. Hey, mom, what's up? Here we go. Cramped womb be gone. Let's do this. <laughs> you couldn't just chill in the womb for eternity. You can't just sit on your couch watching the entire world pass you by and expect to experience anything of worth. You had the courage to choose the term paper topic. You took decisive action. You chose a path, water management in Southern California. Now you're action-oriented. Move on it. Don't procrastinate it. Wait. Don't, don't procrastinate. Oh my goodness. I could do a whole book on just that. Don't procrastinate. Don't be waiting till it's three days before the paper's due and you're like, don't. And then you wonder why it's a hot mess whenever you turn it into the professor. By action-oriented, which we're going to discuss a lot more about when, when it comes to its episode, scheduling and planning and time management. It's because it's some really great nuggets in there. But for now, just for now, just start looking for areas in your life where you are action-oriented. And then when you find an area where you're not, go back to when you were action and find out why you were action. What did you do to maintain that action? And how did you move through that project, that term paper, assignment, date, whatever it was, with an action mindset? Because that will move you into principle number five, which is discipline. See, you accomplish things with discipline. That's how I got a book done in a week. I got into action mode. I figured out how long it would take me to write a chapter. And then I just extrapolated that out to if one chapter takes three hours, seven chapters should take 21, give or take three hours, more than likely give because it's writing a book and there's going to be things that step up and get in the way. So you start things with an action mindset and you keep getting things done with action and a huge dose of discipline. Now you're going to need a planner, which we're going to talk about down the road, but you're Just for now, know this, you must have a planner. No doubt. No doubt in this day and age, you got 75 options on your iPhone or Android alone. But get a planner. See, I prefer analog. I like to be able to write things down, see them all on paper. I don't want them scattered about on multiple apps. I don't even want the Google Calendar app to be my primary planner. I want to be able to write little notes, do little drawings and doodles. Like I use that as a source for like my brain dump. Like, get out of my head, get onto paper. It's like journaling. I love shooting video journals and audio journals, but the really good stuff comes from actually transcribing that out or just writing it out. It's within the writing that I actually feel that information coming out of me. That's how a planner works. And it's with discipline that I accomplish these things, that you will accomplish these things. So you can be action-oriented, 
But it's like if you're the if you're the little guy in the cuckoo clock, and every hour he comes out and he does his little dance and bings on the bell. Yeah, he's in action mode every hour on the hour, but he's just doing the same action all the time. If you want to do something different, if you want to accomplish different things, you're going to need to have discipline in your life. You have to have discipline in order to accomplish anything truly important to you. Anything. I'm like tapping my hand on the desk for importance. Anything. I'm sweeping my hands really wide here. Anything worth accomplishing is going to take many steps, many stages, and a hell of a lot of time. There's going to be hurdles. There's going to be friction. There's definitely going to be an imbalance you're going to have to deal with at some point. That's just a fact. Google it. Because I said it and now it's on the internet, it is true. (laughs) I think by now you see why discipline is important, right? Realize you're not ever going to achieve anything in life without overcoming a series of obstacles. You didn't even see these obstacles coming. The only way you're going to be able to get through those obstacles and then overcome them is by action-orientedness and discipline. That's the way it goes. Back to our term paper analogy, if you decide you're going to do it on water, which we've already made that decision, and you get into action mode, for the first week, you've got to be checking off these little markers. You're making sure you get your research done. You're making sure that you start laying down an outline. Then all of a sudden, right, you miss one of your paper writing times. One, one time turns into two, which could turn into three. And before you know it, you've lost the discipline to work on the paper. And then two and a half months go by, boom. Now you got three days. You're trying to cram in what should have taken 60 hours over three months into 72 hours. Basically, you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're barely breathing. Ask yourself, like, be honest when you ask yourself this. Do you have the discipline to move through these hurdles, these barriers, these limiting beliefs about what you think you can accomplish? When you have discipline, and you work through the tough spots, you prove to yourself that you can do it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once you've done it the one time, your brain knows it can be done. You're like, oh, I definitely can do it again. Then I can do it again. And then you can do it again. See, I'm beyond the moon happy to get this book out of my head because it's been something I've been thinking about since I launched the podcast. I've been thinking about this longer than the podcast. But once the podcast got on air, it was like, okay, that's done. Now I could set that aside. I got my episodes prepared. I got the social media on lock. Let's focus on what's the next step for the show. And the book was there. And by following a regimented, disciplined structure, I was able to accomplish writing the first draft in one week. Perfect segue to principle number six, because of flexibility. Accomplishing that book in one week was extremely important to me, but I was flexible throughout the entire time. Things popped up, but I knew I had to at least get three hours of writing in a day in order to get to where I wanted to be, which is a book in a week. It's okay. It's one of my favorite quotes about flexibility is life is what happens while you're busy making plans. That's what happened with the book. Just like flexibility in college is going to be key. Of course, you know that. You have to know that. Just If nothing else, just from your experiences in high school. But it's crucial throughout your life. 
because it's through this pliability that you will better overcome challenges. You'll more readily reduce stress levels when things go awry, and they will. You'll ultimately be more successful than others who are rigid and set in their ways, and I know you've seen that. I, I have no doubt you've seen in our society, regardless of what your position is on some of these hot button issues that DC talks about all the time, you can see where people who are rigid and their thinking is a us-against-them mentality versus people who are more flexible, who's getting ahead? Who is actually being able to change the way they think and adopt and adapt new ways of thinking? Your effectiveness in seeing infinite ways to arrive at whatever outcome you set for yourself, this will provide you with confidence to take on all the assignments, the positions, the projects, the opportunities that come your way in school and ultimately in life. You're going to be sitting in class one day and an opportunity will be announced. You may not have the experience. You may not even know what the job entails. It's project leader, project doer, project follower. I don't know. You might get asked to be the magazine editor like I did for my senior year. Whatever it is, if you find yourself rigid in your thinking about experiences you do or do not have, but you really want to do something, then you're being inflexible. I'll repeat that just to make sure that it sinks in. That if you find yourself being rigid in your thinking about experiences you don't have, but yet you really want to do, you're being inflexible. I encourage you to find where you've been or are being inflexible in your life and then ask yourself, why are you not having flexibility that you desire in this particular area? Find an area in your life where you have been flexible and figure out why. You chose to be flexible there, but inflexible in this other area. And then just move that thought process, that reasoning, just move that energy from the flexibility moment of your life to this inflexible one. We're going to dive way more into that later on down the line, because this is how I do a lot of my change work. I just simply say, okay, I lack confidence in this. Well, where did I have confidence in this other area of my life? Okay, there. Great. Had that confidence there. Why was I confident there? What did I do to be confident there? How did I accomplish the moving forward with confidence? I have something similar to this written uh, on a piece of paper that's above my computer because I run myself through this kind of thinking a lot. And you can do what I just did there with anything that you want to feel. Oh, I was flexible in this area. Well, why was I flexible? What did I do to be flexible? How did I accomplish the flexibility? Like asking yourself that and well, boom, open up these whole new neuro pathways you didn't even know you wanted open. Figure out those answers, then move them over to the area where you're not being confident and then just replicate it. It sounds simple because it is. We overcomplicate things. Because we think by having them be complicated, that means they're difficult, which means that we're, do, we're, we're doing more and working harder. But it's simple because that's how the mind works. It finds the pathway of least resistance. I use confidence in this example because I believe a lack of flexibility stems from a lack of confidence. If you keep butting your head up against a wall that you're putting in front of yourself, once you show yourself another path around it, over it, under it, however my look, your mind will take it. 
I'm snapping my fingers here in case you can't hear on the microphone. The mind will take it and it will run with it because that's what the mind wants to do. It wants to find the path to least resistance. All right, now we're going to wrap it up with principle seven here. I'm going longer than I normally would, but this is important because this is going to lay the foundation for the rest of the episodes moving forward over the next two months. Principle number seven is tenacity. Are you tenacious? Do you show up every day? Every single day. So you see, if you're doing these first six principles we just went over and you're prepping yourself for success, all you have to do is show up. Show up and you will get better. You will succeed. You will earn those experience points. You'll find yourself in an amazing position at just the right time and you'll get that promotion. You'll get that project lead. You'll get something amazing out of it. But you have to show up. Michael Jordan used to say, the harder I work, well, if he said it, it would be like, Michael, yeah, he would say, the harder I work, the luckier I got. Because he was tenacious. He showed up every single day to work, not thinking he was the best, even though everyone said he was. Because every single day, he had to work his butt off to prove to himself. It's a lot like they say in uh, my sobriety and recovery, that sobriety is uh, it's, it's like rent, and the rent's due every day. Every single day, you have to show up and be ready to put 100% of yourself into what you're doing. Michael Jordan had the tenacity to show up every single day, every single day, no matter what, and bust his ass because he wanted to pay the rent every single day. Now, I, I'm not saying that not, there's not going to be once in a while, you're not going to be sick, you're not going to need, want, desire, self-care. Like, I'm not saying just run yourself into the ground. Let's not take this to the extreme. I just feel so weird even have to point that out, us not taking things to the extreme. Because the moment I say show up every day, someone out there is going to be like, but hey, I'm going to be sick or tired or hurt or sad once in a while. I can't show up every day. I'm going to get some DM on Instagram or Twitter or somebody's going to leave a message on Facebook. (sighs) Well, look. I mean, that's a limiting belief. You don't know what you're capable of until you're in the moment, until you have to make the decision and take that action. If you had no choice but to make a job interview and you were extremely sick, you push yourself through it. Would you, would you do that if it was just a random class? Uh, it, like I remember this woman I knew back in college. She broke up with her three-year boyfriend. The next day, she slipped and broke her arm on ice. The very next day. And then she went off and hammered out a 4-0 that semester in pre-med. And she rocked a piano recital with a broken arm and a broken heart. That's some tenaciousness right there. That's rock star stuff right there. To me, that's rock star. You're dealing with a physical ailment and an emotional ailment. And you keep your mentality and your mentalness on lock and you bust it out. You're going to be sick one day. You have nothing major to do. That might be the perfect day to just lay on your couch and Netflix and chill. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't use that one right. <laughs> My point being is that you didn't start looking for excuses. You don't start looking for excuses out of these seven principles before you've even indoctrinated them into your life. Be tenacious. Show up every single day. Be the best version of yourself. 
especially when you have the choice to arrive in a state of open-mindedness, courageousness, decisiveness, action-mindedness, disciplined, and flexibility. You show up somewhere with these previous six every single day, it's going to be amazing. You're going to be amazing. Your college experience will be out of this world. I promise you it's going to be that way because you will put in the time and you will have gained the experience points. And when you walk across that stage with your diploma in hand, whatever your next step is, you will have developed these positive habits that you'll be able to carry on throughout your life. Back in the day, I used to get so upset with myself for spending my time as I did in college. Because I honestly, I didn't feel like it prepared me for the world and my life ahead. I really didn't. 12 years, I didn't want to leave school. I had a blast, kept transferring colleges, hell, won a couple national championships at UF. I didn't play, but I, I was a fan, so it counts. When I get out in the real world, I did still need to learn new programs, skills for work. Yeah, that's, that's going to happen. College can't prepare you for everything. I started to learn emotional maturity and interpersonal relationship skills within the workplace, within my relationships, within myself. There were a ton of things college did not prepare me for. But when I really dove into it and asked myself some questions, it turns out that it got me locked into these seven principles. These seven principles that I will cover are the foundation for my life now and had been then. I just didn't know how to properly articulate it. So I'm going to cover all of these with you over the next couple months. Expect some great interviews afterwards, maybe even doppled in. We'll see who I can find, but it will be people with with a keen insight into these principles. All right. Thank you so much for sticking it out with me for 10 minutes longer than I normally go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I sincerely hope that you have enjoyed this. And again, subscribe, rate, review, throw me some stars. Give me a thumbs up. Tell me what you think of College Success Habits um, over on Instagram at Jesse Mogul or at College Success Habits. Give me some information. What would you like to hear in the future? All right. So be kind to one another. The power of positive energy. Release it. Flow every single day. I'll see you all next week. Be splendid. Bye-bye. 